one thing that's that's oftentimes forgotten is that there is barely anything that you do to optimize for voice search that's not also an optimization uh, for your overall search results. Yeah, so it's not that you just take one aspect and you put all the eggs in one basket mm -hmm. and, and you say, hey, you know what? Uh, I'm optimizing to be found on Apple Siri, um, but usually you work on structuring your data better, providing more data to search engines. Project A Podcast. Hey, and welcome to another episode of Project A Podcast. Uh, I'm Krzysztof and I'm a head of customer engagement here with Project A. Uh, and today I have a pleasure of being joined here with, by Florian, uh, the founder of Uberal, our portfolio company specializing in uh, location marketing. So welcome, Florian. Thanks for taking your time. And if you could take like a few few seconds to introduce yourself and maybe tell a little bit more about the uh, about Uberal. Absolutely. So, so first of all, thank you very much for having me. Um, so, yeah, as you said, I'm, I'm the founder and, and co-CEO of Uberall. And what we do is we basically define a new marketing category, um, which we call location marketing. And what we do is we help businesses that offer any services that has a near meal component. So something that you can interact with in the real world um, to, to reach customers that want to engage with them online. And this is... Um, really the big brands, so so like the fast food chains that have a lot of restaurants um, and, and it's also the EV charging stations or the small businesses around the corner um, that use our services. And we, we um, do a number of things to help them use the ecosystem super well that we all tap into when we search businesses and services around us. So, for example, we start by giving them a perfect online presence um, that is, you know, when you use the, the Facebooks and Googles and Bings of this world to, to find them. <laughs> and then we help them to, to understand what people actually are doing online. So um, do they leave feedback? Uh, do they upload pictures? Do they have questions? And for, for large businesses because of scale and for small businesses because of, let's say, marketing capabilities, <laughs> it's oftentimes a bit hard to um, to use the other side of the ecosystem super well sure. and and that is what we enable and by now that has evolved into a suite of products we also do a kick-ass store locator for for big businesses and uh, we recently added uh, some some paid advertising component which uh, generates um, very targeted uh, local campaigns on, on Google Maps and Google Search and Instagram and Facebook. Mm -hmm. and, and so we really try yeah, to, to enable uh, businesses to, to make use of everything that is there to basically deliver you the best yeah. uh, possible user experience when you take the smartphone out of your pocket and try to engage. Cool. Sounds, sounds great. So today the, the, we're going to be talking about voice technology. Uh, so maybe Florian, like I think you already mentioned that you try to basically deliver all-in-one uh, experience and really help, uh, really help companies being visible uh, online. So maybe like just a little bit more context about like how did how did you start engaging into this voice uh, technology and why do you think now it's actually the time for companies to pay attention to it? Yeah. So for us, all of that starts with the promise that we say hey, whatever the ecosystem basically offers to the consumer side, uh, we're going to enable the businesses to, to make use of. And um, for sure, you know that you know, we, we all have uh, supercomputers in our pockets. And mm -hmm. as we also use them as phones, 
they have microphones and uh, suddenly people start to speak with them and uh, there's, there's obviously more there there's also uh, a number of smart assistants that are in many many households now and so businesses know that consumers are speaking and the large companies so so the Googles and, and the Amazons mm -hmm. of this world really try to build use cases that will facilitate more business <laughs> and um, so this naturally comes to our doorstep and as we already have roughly a million customers worldwide um, you know there's a larger number amongst those that come to us and say hey what do we have to do to to be at the forefront of what voice search is doing mm -hmm. it's it's really interesting especially that i was recording a podcast episode about the voice exactly like a little bit more than a year ago so in june 2018 and we were trying to predict like how voice technology will influence Uh, marketing in the near future and like I have a feeling that since then the, the topic still be, like became really like it still stayed very relevant and I think there is still like a little bit hyped uh, but however there's still a question I hear a lot which is like what could really smart assistant do and like where is this like big adaption, adaptation coming uh, beside mm, checking the weather listening to the last Coldplay song or uh, setting a timer for 10 minutes so what are your what are your thoughts on that? And that you actually already know a lot about the topic. So, so maybe I should ask you how, how everything changed since a year ago. But I mean, um, jokes aside, what we also found when, when going into the, into the overall topic of voice search, that there is room for some demystification. Yeah, so everybody um, is jumping on, on the hype cycle that voice is certainly seeing. And then the question is, how much should I really invest um, from, from yeah, ob obviously uh, time and money and resources perspective um, because on the other hand how much, how much value can I create for, for my company and um, I think it really starts with basically decluttering a little mm -hmm. bit what's, what's in there when, when we talk about voice search and um, sometimes people think that it's something super mysterious but, but in the end it's just search with the difference that the query usually is spoken mm -hmm. and then actually for for a small fraction of searches um, you also get the answer by voice yeah and, mm -hmm. and that's really it yeah and um then then by the way let me already mention there's there's a whole other category which is not really voice search but uh, voice recognition and maybe mm -hmm. voice control and, and you already mentioned that so that's a lot of home automation things like turning on the lights and setting timers and so on. <laughs> But um, for, for what it's worth, that's really not part of what local search is. Yeah. And when you, when you ask me um, you know, what the effect is that this has on, on search, I would mention as the number one thing that search has become more specific. <laughs> and the reason for that is that there's a generation of People, you know, I, I don't really know your age, right? but I think it's it's practically, you know, uh, you and me, um, that has really been trained well to to think in search queries. Mm -hmm. yeah? And when, you know, today it's super hot, and when you search for um, an umbrella to protect mm -hmm. you from the sun, you will type into Google yellow umbrella or mm -hmm. something, yeah? and, and you will get search results. Maybe also on, on maps, and you will get suggestions on, on where to buy that. Yeah? But if you speak into your phone, Yeah. You might also say, hey, uh, where can I buy a yellow umbrella on my way home that is fit to be outside on my balcony? 
Yeah. And if you think about it, um, the, the search query in your mind might be the same in both cases, but actually you're mm -hmm. giving a lot more detail uh, to the search engine that's processing it when, when you speak the query. Yeah? And so uh, then the challenge from, from the search engine perspective is how to make good use of all that information. And from, a, from, from, from our perspective, as the advocate of, of our clients, um, it really also narrows down to how can we provide a lot of meaningful structured information that search engines can make use of to determine if um, our clients should up should show up in the search results or not yeah and and that is really what is happening and it's super interesting that if you try that out and I did that a lot in the last half year you see many, many cool things that are already possible, but you also feel a lot of shortcomings uh, where, where you realize that um, the perfect conversational search is really probably uh, a couple of years out. And when I say that, I would say that it's probably rather five to 10 mm -hmm. than two to four. Yeah. yeah. So like you mentioned already the voice search, but like how big is this like how big is the segment like what kind of numbers are we talking about i know that you and by you i mean uberal spent some time uh, lately into like actually coming up with a, with a research about readiness of voice search for for, for businesses uh, so what kind of like why companies should pay attention right now or maybe they shouldn't pay attention right now maybe they should still wait uh, what is your standard that yeah so I mean, one, one thing that I heard a lot uh, is that in 2020, half of the searches will be voice searches. Yeah? And um, I, I think if you do a quick calculation, if you see where we are right now, you see that that is a bit too much. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, we, and we try to narrow that down a little bit. And um, really, there, there's two factors that are quite indicative for how high the number really is, and that is Google says that 57% of all the searches they see are mobile searches. Mm -hmm. And they also say that 20% of the mobile searches are voice searches by mm -hmm. now. And that brings you to, uh, you know, if you do the math, 12%. And if, if we are generous, we could say, mm -hmm. hey, maybe it's 12 to 15%, yeah. uh, which is still super shy of, of the 50 mm -hmm. uh, in 2020. And so we could say now, okay, that's super disappointing. Mm -hmm. um, why should I invest in that? But then again, you know, we are still talking about 15% uh, of search volume. And yeah. if you want to optimize for being found, you certainly don't want to miss out on an advantage that you can have for 15% of all searches. And so I think that it's super fair to say that it's worthwhile to mm -hmm. spend some time on figuring out how you as a business can benefit from optimizing for voice specifically. Mm -hmm. And um, on the other hand, you should not think that this is going to be uh, changing your business fundamentally. Yeah, yeah, of course. But like, what does it mean for you to actually be ready from the business perspective for like voice optimized? Uh, so maybe you could already mention a couple of numbers from the from, from the research when it comes to the percentage of businesses that you uh, believe you're ready. Like this is not a, not a high number, I could just say, but, yeah. but I think Florian will evaluate. And like, what does it actually mean? So what businesses should do right now to say, okay, we're actually, we have it, we have it covered. Yeah. Um, so the, the, that's actually a very tough thing to define. And mm -hmm. so we took a very generic approach and <laughs> we said, if you want to optimize for, for voice search, so if you want to be voice search ready, people that are looking for your business specifically or product or service that you offer 
should be able to find your business. Mm -hmm. And um, so we took a look at how is it possible to find you on the most important voice search it's not all search engines, but let's like say facilitators, platforms, right? platforms, exactly. So um, that is usually the Google Assistant, it's Amazon Alexa, it's Microsoft Cortana, and of course, Apple Siri. Mm -hmm. And um, we, we took a look at how many uh, of the data points that businesses should have. That's obviously name, address, opening hours, and these kind of things um, can actually be found there. and. Um, then for how many of the search results where you should be in a relevant <laughs> result set do you show up yeah and uh, the, the numbers are um, yeah, a bit sad one could say <laughs> or leave a lot of room to to the early adopters to yeah. to benefit from from yeah. voice search in this 15 percent bucket mm -hmm. and so um, we we analyzed uh, 100,000 businesses worldwide and, and a good chunk of that specifically in Germany and for example for Germany uh, we found that only 37 uh, that, that the average uh, voice readiness score, which mm -hmm. um, should be 90% mm -hmm. to be good, mm -hmm. yeah, is rather at 37%. Yeah. So there is a lot to catch up for, for businesses. And uh, I'm, I'm also probably saying that our, our clients are at 98%, so, so pretty much uh, <laughs> voice search ready. And um, to, to go a little bit into <laughs> detail of what we are thinking about, um, so uh, really, if, if you look at how these um, voice search platforms are fed, there, there's a couple directories that play a big role. There's, there's Google and Google Maps, there's Yelp and Ping, and, and they are the main sources, but then there's also a, a large tail of um, other business directories and information platforms that are usually tapped into either um, directly from from these big search platforms, or um, as the other search engines basically accumulate data from there and, and then um, prepare it for for voice search results. And um, then you know what what I found quite interesting is that we we also looked at different industries, uh, and and we found that there's crazy uh, uh, differences. Do you, can, can you guess which one is, is how, how well did you read our report? Can you guess which one is the, is the best one? Which, which industry is best prepared for, for voice search? Hmm. <laughs> I, I don't know. I wouldn't know which one, which one could be the... So, so actually, I, I, I can tell you it's, it's retail. Mm -hmm. um, but also retail is only voice search ready for 14% of all businesses. Yeah. Okay. So, and, so and, and that is not a lot. Yeah. yeah. And um, uh, the How about next like one, gastronomy or so? Astronomy. No, ga gas gastronomy. <laughs> gastronomy <I> just, uh, <laughs> yeah, and so we looked at tourism and mm -hmm. hospitality, which mm -hmm. is this, and um, there it's not even 5% that, well, that are okay. voice search ready. So there's a lot of opportunity to stand yeah. out in the crowd. And, and these are obviously also pretty mm -hmm. spot on because it's the second biggest already mm -hmm. with that. Um, and uh, you see that uh, these are the ones that depend the most maybe on, on being found online and yet they are not super well prepared. And by the way, you know, if you know somebody in the construction business, mm -hmm. we found that construction businesses are really the least prepared. <laughs> so um, there, there's like 0.01% of construction businesses that, that are well found uh, mm -hmm. through voice. So if you know anyone in there, tell them <laughs> yeah. to, to get their act together and, yeah. and they will basically yeah. show up. They could really benefit. They, they, they could really, really benefit, exactly. Yeah. But yeah. like, I think just one question, just jumping really, really quick. So because I think 
for for anyone uh, listening, there might be thinking, okay, are we only talking about businesses with the physical location, or are we or all like other um, businesses also like multi-location businesses? Can they also can they also benefit from that right now, or like should they actually uh, invest time and resources into this? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm I mean, I, I think they should, but with realistic expectations, what to get out of that. And um, if you think about it, and that's something super interesting about our product offering. Yeah, as a single location, you can benefit in a similar way um, compared to a multi-location brand that uh, might have a much, much broader strategy. Um, and the reason for that is that a lot of voice searches, as I said already, most of the voice searches happen on smartphones. And, and usually when you take your smartphone out of mm -hmm. your pocket, uh, you, then there's a high chance that you are looking for something uh, near you. Yeah, yeah, yeah you, in the area. I mean, and, and that is the product that you want to buy now. That is the burger that you want to eat now. It's the shoes that mm -hmm. you want to try now. Yeah, and um, so there's, there's really a high probability for these voice searches to, to have some local intent. Yeah. Obviously, when, when you look at the smart assistants, there is some use cases that go more into, hey, do you want to buy products on Amazon or something? And, and by the way, that, that is one of the skills that I tried that for me doesn't work so super well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, okay, great. So I think just like it really, uh, it it really got me thinking why this number is still so low, right? Because I, I believe that the entry barrier is relatively low, um, and voice voice assistant or like voice technology adaptation grows faster than any other consumer technology we have recently uh, encountered, such as like AI, VR, wearables, and so on. But on the other hand, it still seems like businesses everyone seems to be kind of aware of that but still it seems like not many businesses do anything about it and you mentioned like voice search i could add from my perspective that when it comes to investing into skills or actions or this kind of voice applications uh, how we could call them it's it's exactly the same story yeah so like why why is that the yeah. case <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so so first first of all i can give you some numbers around mm -hmm. it yeah so yes, sure. we, we did some um some research by by simply doing surveys mm -hmm. and uh, we did that with a couple of thousand people also in Germany and we found that there is, you know, a group of roughly 20% of the people that uses voice search once a week at mm -hmm. least. 10% do it mm -hmm. daily, they claim. Mm -hmm. But there's also 60% that don't do it at all. Okay. Yeah. So it's and really on two sides of the spectrum. So either like really extreme ex users or... Exactly, exactly. And um, if, if you look at this quite large group of people that don't use it at all and uh, you want to figure out why they are not using it, uh, the main reason is that they say, hey, I'm not used to it. Mm -hmm. yeah. And um, the, the second biggest reason is actually that they are skeptical of the result and maybe also think that it's not efficient. Yeah. And um, if you think about it, that's, that's something that you know where um, sometimes you know you ask a question to to your smartphone by by voice mm -hmm. and it simply picks up on something different and, and suddenly you're in a pretty weird situation yeah <laughs> where, you, where you then um, try to correct it once and in the end you find yourself typing and uh, from from my own perspective um, there's simply a lot of things that are not fully there yet mm -hmm. yeah um, then again you know, from from an, from an expectation point of view, I, I can tell you that you know, roughly 15 years ago, uh, already while while studying, I was working on voice technology, and the problem then was was already 
you know, much more fundamental, and it was about understanding uh, spoken language. Yeah. yeah, and and I think that is something that has been cracked, and only as that has been cracked, we are now faced with a challenge to interpret results in a better way, and and to come up with meaningful answers, <laughs> and. I'm pretty sure that there is going to be a natural turning point where you simply feel that this is getting better, where you feel that this is getting more conversational and, you know, the kids of your kids uh, will, will not understand how you could ever use your fingers to enter information into a machine. And, and they might Especially that, like, speaking seems so much more natural and it's so much faster than, than exactly. any other way of... Like exactly, but but actually, it's, it's also you know obviously a pretty big skill in itself mm -hmm. uh, to to be able to be doing that, yeah. And um, and and then if you look at this whole uh, skills ecosystem, yeah, that that is something. And um, actually, we sometimes get questions: what businesses can do specifically to have their products found uh, in, in voice search, to have uh, people interacting with their businesses through voice search, and um, there's some some skills that you can do, but but in a way, skills I think are fairly similar to the whole app economy. Yeah, so you can also not just program an app, put it on an app store, and and think that you will have a million people make use of your app tomorrow. And mm -hmm. uh, when that didn't work for the pizza delivery service, why should the voice skill do that? Yeah. Like um, discovery still becomes, I think, the biggest challenge for, for skills at the um, moment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I would agree. I would agree. And then there's usefulness. Yeah, yeah. Um, because if I have to download a skill to teach my smart assistant to give me the weather report in a certain mm -hmm. way, I can do that. But, yeah. you know, maybe I also just look at the app that I have on my smartphone anyway. Yeah. And it takes and, you two seconds, right? And Exactly. And, and I think that that's something where sometimes usefulness is, is not exactly where, where we want it mm -hmm. to be. And uh, some, something that feeds into that is that there is some some broader research actually that's been done by by Forrester. There's the Forrester 2019 mm -hmm. Intelligent Agent Voice Search Tracker, mm -hmm. uh, which maybe one cannot download, but I, I can <laughs> I can spoil some numbers. And um, what what they did, they created basically a test set of questions and asked that to to smart assistants mm -hmm. and found that only 35% of those questions were answered uh, correctly. Yeah. And, okay. and if, if yeah. you look at that, that also means Google communicates different number, right? <laughs> and, and actually, I can, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can, I can tell you that, that Google um, is um, in some ways the best in this category. Mm -hmm. So they managed to do sixty percent right. Um, but then again, they are also the ones that have the second biggest bucket of complete failure results. Yeah. And, and I mean, I, I think you can you can look at that however you want. It still yeah. means that that one third to two thirds of the answers that you get are simply wrong. Yeah, and, and that's pretty yeah. tough for asking a computer a yeah. specific question. Yeah. And um, they and that was quite interesting for us. Also did that again on, on different industry verticals and uh, the numbers are basically the same. And if you ask commercial questions, they are actually way, way lower. And mm -hmm. Um, basically, through that you include everything that is about the weather and about the timer and and so on, and um, you you want to basically create value by facilitating some commercial transaction, and uh, then there is no smart assistant that managed to do more than twenty percent of the questions right. Yeah, so okay. so that's more than eighty percent wrong, and and obviously that sucks from a from a user perspective. 
and then it's really that people are left with a feeling that they do not get direct answers on questions then there's this nice anecdote um, that, that uh, one of the smart assistants um, occasionally says hey I do not understand the question but I can tell you a joke yeah and that's really not what you want if I ask you a question you say I don't know but I can tell you a joke <laughs> yeah I, I feel that you are not helping me much and there is little understanding of, of context and it's definitely not conversational yet so so overall people would say that smartphone search and smart assistant search is mm-hmm. not yet user friendly enough yeah? Yeah. and from from a personal point of view i totally understand mm-hmm. that and i think this becomes especially tricky when you are ever at the point that voice is the only input method that you have yeah? um, because if you do not see what's wrong what's what's incorrectly understood and then what's what's the wrong result because of that you cannot start to type yeah but but you know what um i, I think in in the end all of that um may sound a little bit too too negative for mm-hmm. for what voice search is yeah and um i from, from my point of view it's, it's simply something that we have to accept and we have to acknowledge that we are still in the face of early adopters mm-hmm. yeah? and so everybody that is working with voice search should be willing to to tinker a little bit and to figure out how to show up for these aforementioned 15 percent of of voice searches should be willing to invest a little bit to try out um you know 10 different skills that you can put on on there you probably also have to invest a little bit into marketing to get your your voice skills um out there and there, there's there's also other things that you can do for for example google is in on on many topics actually investing a little bit in q a so you can ask questions to local businesses for example mm-hmm. online directly through their gmb profiles and usually these businesses then give direct answers and fun fact is that these facts that you deliver as it's a bit of an faq style mm-hmm. um come back as results for for spoken questions as well yeah and and th- there's some things that you can do and um, gradually you can basically do voice seo mm-hmm. yeah and uh, figure out what the aspects are where you can really benefit and one one thing that that's uh, so sorry i'm on roll man one thing that's that's oftentimes forgotten is that there is barely anything that you do to optimize for voice search that's not also an optimization uh, for your overall search results and so it's not that you just take one aspect and you put all the eggs in one basket mm-hmm. and and you say hey you know what uh, I'm optimizing to be found on Apple Siri, um, but usually you work on structuring your data better, on providing more data to search engines, on simply you know figuring out what types of skills people are interested in, and there's also SEO in in the app stores for all the smart assistants and so on and so on and so on and you will probably just get more visibility through that anyway. Maybe yeah. not all coming because somebody is talking with their phone. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree with what you said that like people should like there is this first row of early adapters that should get quite excited about using this technology, but also also treat it with like a bit of understanding. And as you said, like setting the expectations, uh, setting the expectations right. My my personal feeling is also that like investing the time into this right now 
could actually really benefit in the near future, like in let's say months, years, because like you will be the one who actually collected some learnings. You will be the one who who were like playing with this technology when it was early stage. And I think that I I cannot see uh, people not actually benefiting from that in the in the near future. Um, we're like I'm I'm I have a background in um, marketing, like performance. Uh, performance marketing and you mentioned SEO right and I think this is something that like people who work in like the more traditional let's say marketing uh, SEO departments are thinking like how could how will actually voice influence the the SEO because when you think about like how it works nowadays you actually have a list of things right so if you're number three it's still probably like good enough for for most uh, businesses if you're number two it's great probably for many businesses for voice, is it actually isn't it actually a game where winner takes it all? And how do you think? Because this is something I don't know the answer. How do you know Google will actually play? Uh, like how they will kind of use uh, the the voice technology for some kind of recommendations? Where I say, what is the best pizza place in my area, or what is where is like because there are questions which basically there is like yes, no, true, false answer, but there are also the questions that requires a little bit of. Um, objective, sorry, subjective, uh, subjective thinking. What what is your uh, what is your opinion on that? Like, do you do you think about it? But we could also start with the first question about like winner takes it all versus like you know being number three. Yeah. So um, I mean, there's there's one super specific answer to that, and and that is first of all, it depends if the result to your search is also spoken. Then there's most of the time only one answer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and um, then you must be the one answer or you go unnoticed mm -hmm. yeah? um, for, for the rest of, of the search queries you usually still see them on the yeah. screen and you can still pick the number three mm -hmm. if, if that's the best fit and I, I think um, for, for the ones where where you fear that it's gonna be winner takes it all um, I think it's worthwhile to, to see that from a Google perspective yeah? And that's why I'm not so worried there and why I also think that for businesses it's not the opportunity to anywhere in the world be the answer to where could I get the best pizza. Yeah? And, um, and th that is that really for you to also feel that it's the best result. Yeah? There's tons of optimizations that would go into this subjectivity mm -hmm. um, in, in order to actually have people happy with what they get as search results. So just just think about it, you know, there's so many things. If Even in a city like Berlin, Google would send everyone to the same pizza place. Yeah? <laughs> Nobody would get a table there. Yeah? <laughs> um, actually, it might be quite far away. You, if you ask me what's the best uh, uh, pizza around here, uh, you know, close close to your office, I have my answer ready. <laughs> I, I, can, I can tell you, no problem. Um, but if you ask me in Kreuzberg, I'm going to give you a different answer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then depending on the time, I might give you a different answer and depending on context. So maybe uh, I'm pretty sure that Google by now has figured out that I'm a vegetarian. Yeah. So there's some pizza places that they are not going to send me to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and in a way, and there's no interest from a, from a, a smart system point of view to uh, always give, give binary answers and they have this winner takes it all, um, this winner takes it all situation. Yeah. Um, also, I, I think the challenge is for, from a search engine perspective, but also as somebody who wants to be found yeah, to have more information readily available. Mm -hmm. Because as I said, I, I think the question is rarely going to be 
hey, where's the best pizza? But explicitly because you ask it or implicitly because um, your smartphone knows because of all of its sensors, it's where's the best pizza close to where I am now that is opened, that has nice vegetarian pizza where I think I could get a table now, uh, where I can sit outside mm -hmm. because the weather is nice and, and all these things. Yeah. And so it might get much, much more specific. So remember mm -hmm. my, my example earlier, I will not say, hey, where can I buy umbrellas? Mm -hmm. But uh, I'm going to say I want something nice for my balcony on the way home, um, should be in stock and, and these kind of mm -hmm. things. Yeah? So I think that uh, while, while there's only one search result, still the specificity of the answer that I actually need is so much greater um, that, that the pick is just going to be you know, way more selective. And so if you as a business provide a lot of information, there's still a really, really good chance that for, for the ones where you are simply a good answer, mm -hmm. you show up. And then, you know, and I think as for, for websites, people tend to forget that the challenge is not to optimize the, the stuff that you give to, to Google to, mm -hmm. to show up in search, but the challenge is really to be a good answer for a lot of these questions. Yeah? And that is by you know, having cool products in, in stock and you know, really making good pizza and yeah. um, you know, having enough tables. And, and everything, so on and so on every, and so everything yeah. uh, like the, the, the other stuff comes on top of that, right? Exactly, you, exactly. Yeah. You need to start and, with like founders. I, I think um, that if you want to apply the judo tactics, yeah, you should acknowledge that still the search engines are working towards giving objectively good mm -hmm. answers and if you want to get found maybe you should simply be you know aiming for being the best pizza place yeah and, and not only for, for having the best uh, search optimized, optimized uh, profile um, obviously you know we, we can then help with the search optimization um, uh, but, but really yeah i yeah. actually always say yeah. that i don't want my favorite pizza place to become a super online marketeer but, but i really <laughs> want them to to continue to, yeah. to make great pizza and i will do the rest yeah okay. so i think it's also like a big job for Google to figure out these things, right? And we see it We see it a lot also when it comes to, as you said, like the technology is still not there yet for this uh, like huge, um, for, the, for, for, for everyone basically to, to use it. Um, but, I, but I also have a feeling that it has to be like a synergy between companies trying to get better and trying to come with cool use cases for, for people to use and Google improving this technology uh, together. Absolutely, it's it's incremental improvements on on both sides, and but while you now say so so easily, hey, it's not there yet. Um, one nice way to look at it might also be to say, but for sure it's coming. Yeah, because there's there's mm -hmm. other technologies. You know, I'm I'm still not sure if Oculus is is going to be the big thing that I thought it might be. Yeah. I'm I'm super sure that voice search sooner or later is is going to be much bigger than it is today. And, and today it is already relevant. Yeah, let's not, not forget that. Yeah, I, 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 definitely, I definitely agree with that. So if you could give like two free recommendations or uh, advices for someone who say like, whoa, that sounds really interesting. I would want to know more about it. I would want to like invest a little bit of time into it. What people should do, where they can find more about you. And most importantly, when they can find your, where they can find your research. Yeah, let's, let's, let's start with the last one. So I think a really cool thing to do is to download our voice search readiness report. And it's on our website, uberall.com. At the moment, right on the start page. So be quick. Mm -hmm. um, 
But but then we mentioned a couple of points that I think are super important already, and um, that is businesses should be willing to tinker with these things uh, and they should try out use cases and that is coming up with some some cool skills one of our clients which is uh, Domino's uh, actually mm -hmm. another uh, pizza service yeah um, they have a pretty cool um, Alexa skill mm -hmm. which allows you to then ask Alexa yeah. where your delivery is right now and, and when it's going to be there do I absolutely need that no is it cool yes yeah and and I think that's that's worthwhile and and I'm I know because I asked them that they did this not to triple their sales yeah but actually to understand what voice can do for them and also to be seen as a company mm -hmm. that is investing in yeah. understanding such technologies yeah I, I mentioned the Google example um, that's something and actually there's some some easy things that, that people are not doing and um, obviously I mean from from my point of view one of, of the biggest ones yeah, and that's our bread and butter yeah so it's really the one where, where we have the most uh, data and see that, that businesses are lacking it's hey make it possible for uh, search engines to to find you and explicitly optimize for the 15 percent that uh, come via voice and what we did find is that apparently that's really really hard for for today's businesses to get right as out of the ones that have a good score uh, more than three quarters are actually working with a partner and, and there we are the biggest one um, but but still so it, it's it's really get your your data right um, sometimes that is challenges even in-house to simply organize well enough to have all the information at hand you know sometimes when we start working with clients it's not easy for them to have single points of truth for the opening hours of their thousands of stores um, it, it gets harder when it comes to inventory and then you also have to have people willing to be it through our platform or or manually by, by doing something themselves um, make make use of all the channels that search engines offer to you to basically just tell them what's going on yeah and in, in the end you know that connects nicely with what we what we discussed earlier that um, nobody nobody can really trick themselves um, anymore on the number one ranked spot on every uh, search result page yeah? it's, it's really you got to do a good job and you got to have good content a lot of content you got to structure it um, you, you got to keep an eye out for how people are interacting with you everything that is for example customer feedback and, and user generated content is also taken into consideration when ranking your business for any kind of search and obviously the way that you then also interact with the ecosystem has, has a big effect on that and um, that is because then you know you simply foster more interaction and also um, because people rather want to buy from from businesses um, that you know value their customer feedback. Yeah, exactly. So I think like there is this foundation of a, of a good product and doing a good job, and there is everything you should be doing around it. And I think right now it's really it's really a right time to to jump on this voice wave. Uh, you know, we, we had basically similar discussion last year and I said the same that I think now is the right time to jump on the on the wave because now I think it's still relatively 
relatively low entry barrier uh, to to do these things and uh, even like interestingly enough like we were actually in talks with like both google and amazon where they actually want to offer their resources for like our like portfolio companies because they need good use cases as much as like um, you know companies need to to be available there or probably even more uh, so florian thank you very much for the for for your time uh, super interesting and i would be really happy if we could meet in six months 12 months and basically check if what we discussed today is actually happening or if the numbers in your uh, in your research are actually improving and more than four percent companies are ready and more than uh, on more than 37 percent uh, rating score uh, so i hope to see these numbers growing and i hope to see this technology going to the direction of actually being really user friendly uh, and companies doing really cool things with it that's what I hope. Let, let, let's hope when we look at it, it's, it's all just much better. Yeah, exactly. So thank you once again for your time and hope to catch up with you on voice topic or any other marketing related topic recent. Thank you very much.